Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. We're here. We're live. Post game. Messi and Co. Five Reasons Sports. Austin Rogelar Gian is here as well. I'm actually sitting in the press box um, at Dreyfink Stadium after we just watched that 4 0 win uh, over Charlotte FC in the quarterfinal on to the semifinal. We're still waiting the result, Gian, of the Philadelphia game. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I tweeted about Philadelphia being up 1 0. The other team went ahead and scored and made it 1-1. So we're still waiting the result. I don't know if there's been any updates just yet. No, minute 86. Yeah, minute 86, and they're 1-1 right now. So uh, this might end up going to penalties. So, so, just so we'll for, see. Just for reference, if Philadelphia win, Miami will play in Chester, Pennsylvania at Super Park against Philadelphia. And if not, then Miami gets to play the quarter or the semifinal match at home. Uh, I think that game will be August 15th, which is Tuesday. But let's get into the match and what we saw. Kind of a lesser entertaining one, uh, to say the least. Yeah. But it was, but it was still four nil. Um, yeah, what are your initial reactions to what you saw, at least from Messi right off the bat? Because wasn't he wasn't that involved in this one, was he? No, no, not at all. I think it was like a strange game. Like I, we somehow dominated without dominating. It was weird. Like <laughs> we're, we're so used to these. I, I think we've uh, these last uh, few games with Messi, we've just kind of been accustomed to seeing like the Messi magic and like just Messi be doing things that we're just not used to. And he had like a, a solid game, but more more of a quiet game. Even just like the entire team was more quiet. They were very settled. Very so it was a little a, a little strange. You know, I think that you would like what we had uh, kind of anticipated the score being where we were pretty close to that. We had thought like a, a four zero or excuse me, like a four one or three one. So, you know, it was a kind of a lopsided game, uh, but for sure a lot more of a, a less like um, a less like very dominating, a nonstop attacking a lot of, you know, what we're used to seeing from Inter. So it was definitely a, an interesting game. Yeah. Now, there were some improvements, though, and let's start with the discussions that we were having all week within the midfield. I think that the insertion of Ben Hakomeshi really helped, and I think that Charlotte didn't do a really good job at finding any gaps between Arroyo and Busquets and Kromeshki, you know, alike, like FC Dallas were. And that's why I think you saw a clean sheet in this one from giving up four goals now to only, you know, they gave up none tonight. What did you see from the defensive aspect of the midfield and, and even the central defenders that you didn't see against FC Dallas? Well, I think they were a lot more precise. The, the communication was there. I, I so we one thing that I noticed that we saw very similarly to the Dallas game was just our fullbacks playing playing very high up and Arroyo same same as last time, kind of making that back line of three. Uh, but what the adjustment that I did notice that was a bit different was what you and me had talked about, where Busquets was playing a lot higher up in that Dallas game. And where now he was actually playing not as high up. Uh, he was kind of like sometimes, you know, sometimes Arroyo would go up, sometimes Busquets would go up, but they were kind of very solid in that in that midfield. Um, 
Cremasi did a really good job as well of making sure that he was part of the, you know, creation, but also coming back when he needed to. Sometimes I saw him go really deep into the defense. So I think that that was an adjustment that really helped out. And it was interesting, like not to get too ahead of ourselves, because we'll, we'll obviously talk about the first half and then the second half and that sort of thing. But, you know, there were a lot of opportunities from Charlotte, surprisingly, like they had a lot of opportunities, a lot of centers. Um, and I know we've struggled with that in the past, especially like balls in the air and that sort of thing. But the team was very solid when it came to defending defending that. I mean, there was a ton of centers, especially in the second half. And, and the defense did a pretty solid job of making sure that none of those uh, turned into anything that was remotely, you know, possibly a goal. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think that one thing that to note was the positioning between Busquets and Arroyo it didn't actually change as much as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, in, in the first couple of minutes, I thought that it would look more like a double pivot, but I still saw Arroyo out over on that right side, and, and I thought that it would kind of hinder what was going on, but you made a really good point. Sergio Busquets was not pushing up as high as he was in that Dallas match, uh, and not even remotely uh, as much, and I think you can see that uh, he controls the game a lot better from the positions that he was playing at this level, uh in this one and you can look at the passing numbers from that dallas match onto this one yeah. you can see where miami controlled the possession um a lot of it was playing through sergio busquets i think that that's going to be really important for them going forward obviously it's going to be important it is sergio busquets one of the the best midfielders of all time but yeah. I, I really think it showed on a, from one game to the next how just how important it is for him to stay grounded in that that certain area yeah and Tata uses Arroyo because you, you're mentioning and you made that same observation in the last game where he he plays a lot like towards the right side. But that's like I feel like that's by design by Tata because he's covering that space that Yedlin is leaving. Every time Absolutely. Yedlin pushes up, Arroyo moves over to the right side and, and makes sure makes sure that he's covering that space. So it's definitely by by design for sure. Yeah, and let's let's talk a little bit about up, what went on up front because it, it took a while for Miami to get into this one offensively. I, I don't think that there were many shots on target outside of the goals, um, and you know they did score the penalty early on. I think it was the eleventh minute or so, but you know, yeah. we were kind of expecting another messy goal inside the tenth minute and you know things like that. But it just didn't happen. Where do you? I guess this is kind of a negative thing to do, but where are you? Because the team won 4-0, so it's really so insane to be having this conversation. It's weird, like, I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird, but like I, I do think that there's blame to be placed with some of these attackers and what went on early on in this game because it wasn't as clear-cut as an offense as we've seen over the last couple of matches. I thought that Jordi Alba was great going forward. I thought DeAndre Yedlin had his moments as well, but when I thought of Robert Taylor and Joseph Martinez, it took them a little bit to, to get into the match. Uh, and I would say the same for Lionel Messi as well. But again, he just requires so much attention. It frees up everybody else so simply and freely. Um, what, what do you what do you make of the Joseph Martinez uh, performance tonight? It seemed like Tata kind of had enough, and that's where he saw the substitution. But after scoring the penalty, it was kind of lackluster, uh, in my opinion. I think it's been that way for quite some time. Yeah, I think that, you know, unfortunately, we were talking about how and even Tata had acknowledged in the press conference earlier this week before the game that Joseph didn't really have a good game last game. We were used to him kind of being more involved those first two games of the League's Cup than last game against Dallas. He wasn't too involved. And then this game, he was just very in my eyes, like he was more worried about making the play than actually finishing the play and it was so many there were so many opportunities at the beginning of the game that he just was not very 
um, he just decided like, I'm not going to finish this. I'm either going to try to make that extra pass. I'm going to, there was one where he had the, the, the ball was coming to him right outside the box. I thought, of, I can't remember if it was outside the box or right, like right inside, but he dummied it with nobody behind him yeah. where he could have easily taken that shot. So there were a lot of those, those instances where Joseph was again, just trying to make that extra pass when at his position, some of those are, you just need to have your eye on the goal and you need to, to, to shoot on them. Uh, right. But I will say, um, well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was saying, I think Campana brings that, and you saw that. Yeah. You know, there was a ball over the top that I, I can't remember who, but I think it was Jordi Alba who played it in, and, you know, Campana was there, and, and Messi was right behind him, and you saw Campana just take full ownership, took yeah. it off his dress, and tied to, you know, that that's a striker's job. And, you know, he took it away from Messi, but at the same time, I, I think that this team needs a number nine who, who can get in and around the area. I, I don't know how much you need your striker right now to be playing off of, you know, the other attackers rather than be in a position to score goals when yeah. Messi is advancing the ball. That's kind of where I'm leaning right now. I think Tata over the next couple of matches might be leaning that way too. Joseph, I don't think has been subbed off that early. Um, and I think that there was real reason behind it other than I, I just, I don't think that it was having to do with, you know, tiredness or anything like that. I think it was a tactical substitution that, you know, we want to get Campana on and, and seal the deal with this game. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And just to mention something that, you know about joseph's play in the press conference tata martino was asked about joseph's kind of lackluster play against dallas where he was like yeah you know maybe he wasn't necessarily up to par as to what he, we, we were kind of getting used to him doing but that what's most important i guess is that he's he's able to facilitate the game up front even if it's not with goals. So I do want to, I, I know that he had a bad game, but I also do want to point out the good things that he did, even though, you know, in this game, there wasn't so much of it, but like on that Robert Taylor goal, you know, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily score on that. But if we really look at the play, like Yedlin had the ball on the right wing. And as he comes in, Messi is able to take a defender with him towards the left, but then Joseph is also able to drag the center back with him as he makes that run to the right, leaving that wide open gap in the middle for Robert Taylor to come in. So that was kind of something that Tata had spoken about before where, you know, I, he, he said, whether I put Campana in or I put Joseph in, what's most important to me is that they're able to participate in, in, in the game planning and, and make sure that they're able to make the plays as a team. So that's something that he did do well. He he was able to kind of do that a bit, but again, just uh, not as aggressive as he should be in the position that, that he's in for sure. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think that you this will be a conversation among not only the coaching staff and, and everybody like that, but for us as well, because it's something to consider going forward. We were always going to have this debate because coming in, Tata Martino never really looked to play two strikers. And as yeah. though, you know, some people kind of want that. However, you don't take Robert Taylor off the pitch, given everything that's been going on. So realistically, it's going to be a debate from game to game, week to week, whatever you want to call it. That is it Campana, is it Joseph? We'll, we'll have to see. But Miami have scored four goals so four goals in their last what three four games i think they scored three yeah. against orlando four against dallas four now four against atlanta so the amount of goals that they've been scoring has just been ridiculous and tonight we didn't even think for i think 86 minutes that messi was even going to have a goal contribution this team was still up three nil with a possible chance for a fourth as well so 
And I'm going to say that's a good thing, too, if you really think about it like that in a night where, you know, we're just so used to Messi, like bailing us out on all these games. Yeah. It's what's talked about, like some of these games, in all honesty, like as big as we are fans as well, like some of these games we should have lost. And it was Messi that was able to put us over the top. So it's kind of nice to see a different game where maybe Messi you know, he he was definitely in, involved in, in certain things, but maybe not as involved as he's been in the previous games, maybe not putting the team on his back like he's done in the previous games. And somehow Miami was still able to 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 score and and not be pressured by by Charlotte. Um, they were able to, you know, it was a more of a, a relaxed game, but still it's just something to point out that. I think it's a good thing. On a night where Messi didn't shine necessarily, we were stay, uh, still able to take her business and other players were able to. It was it was more of a team game, an all-around team game, and that was nice to see. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, it just the stats speak for itself. Still over 50% possession in everything yeah. we have been a part of. 62% tonight. Uh, in the first half, that was at 65. It went down a little bit in the second, and I think that a lot of that had to do with the substitutions that Charlotte made early on oh, in, yeah. in the second half and, and the pressures that they put on because they were really trying to get on the ball. But Miami still prevailed. They still kept a really good average of possession, ended up with six big chances, seven shots on target, just only two saves for Drake Callender tonight. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a crazy performance from him, but I do think another – thing to note in what we saw tonight was the rapidness that Drake Callender played with playing out of the back. I think that Tata and the, the goalkeeping staff has worked a lot on that with Drake. It's not something that was, you know, in the upper echelon of his skills uh, in terms of distribution and, and things like that. But tonight I, I liked what I saw. He was obviously commanding as always coming out of the, you know, the six to reach balls in the air and things like that. But he got the play started really quickly. And I think with the quality that's on this team now that's Miami have never had before, he's able to do that. And as he, you know, this team improves in terms of chemistry and as he improves with distribution, that's going to set Miami along with, you know, their star players and the depth that in and of itself can set Miami apart from these other teams uh, down the stretch. And I think it's actually going to be a lot more important than people realize. And Tata, has spoken about playing out from the back and you've seen it being developed into this team um, from, from game to game. And he, like I said, he talked about it early on when his first couple of days with into Miami. So that's another keynote there. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app, get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, what else did you see, John? Any other keynotes you have before I give a couple updates on this Philadelphia LA game? Or yeah, yeah. LA game? Yeah, I just I, I think that we saw kind of like what we were expecting from Charlotte and what we were expecting Miami would have to deal with is a high pressing team. Um, they came in with, I believe it was like a four, uh, Charlotte came in with like a four, two, three, one, and it ended up working out. Cause you might think like maybe just the one up front's not going to pressure a lot, but they like that four, two, three, one did such a good job of like shutting down the different outlets or different passing outlets that it was like, we're just so used to playing with the ball 
and and having the time to touch and that sort of thing and especially more so even the first half not so much in the second half because we let them play very much uh, they, we, we gave them the ball uh, pretty much a lot of the second half, but they did a really good job of closing our outlets and making it really difficult. But um, yeah, that was one thing I noticed. And then just the second half was um, basically us giving them the ball, us relaxing and then just taking uh, opportunities off of the counter. So it was a, a, a very different game than we're used yeah, to seeing. It, it from was, Inter. The second half was so open. I mean, it was yeah. like back and forth, back and forth. It was kind of what you expect in an August MLS match between two MLS sides, especially here yeah. in South Florida, because, you know, the, I'm not saying that the weather itself, but the physicality levels and the endurance levels, I mean, they take a toll absolutely on these players and, you know, games do get open. And if you're new to the league, if you're new to MLS and these kinds of teams, it's kind of what happens down the stretch. And Miami are going to have a lot of these kinds of games, um, leading up to, you know, their playoff push. Like I said, they've got, I've said this multiple times on the podcast and our live shows, 12 games remaining in MLS. I know we're headed to the semifinal mm-hmm. of, a, a, you know, an intercontinental tournament and we have a U.S. Open Cup to play as well. But there are still, there's still a league that's going to follow this one almost immediately. I think the game that's being readjusted with um, Charlotte that was supposed to be played on the 20th will happen before at least August 30th. So that is something to look out for, especially with that U.S. Open Cup semifinal. But once the league gets going, these guys are going to have a lot of pressure on their backs. These guys are going to have games that are going to open up and they're going to have to stay strong defensively. And I think tonight really showed that because against FC Dallas, we were like, man, is this defense going to be able to withhold these kinds of games that get a little bit crazy? And the defense did nothing and you had Messi as a hero tonight no Messi as a hero didn't Mm -hmm. need him and the defense held strong so overall this is going to be a huge 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 um boost for Tata Patino's side have a quick update here with 10 minutes of added time Philadelphia scores at the 99 50th minute mark oh man oh so and Philly's a tough team Miami have struggled Mm -hmm. with Philly in the past but also have gotten the better of Philly in the past um that means that this game on Tuesday, if the result holds, I'm taking a peek over right now. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking. Oh, it's going to a VAR, Gian. A VAR. Oh. We'll get an update here shortly from Alejandro. We, we want a home game. We want a home game. So we know exactly. what we're rooting for. So so it's it's questionable. There's really some uncertainty, but it's an offside decision that, that they're looking at. So if Philadelphia wins, if Philadelphia win, uh, and this goal stands, it will be played at Subaru Park, which is a tough place to play. Has the goal been confirmed? We're waiting. We're waiting. This is this is great. Home advantage has been helpful for Miami. That that's true. The one test that they've yeah. had on the road so far was that tough game at Dallas, and I've just been told, Gian, that the goal stands. So playing oh. away to Philadelphia is a lot harder than playing away to Dallas. Yeah. I do think that Jim Curtin has a better side there with a lot of the players, Carranza being one of them, Leon Flock, who came on, I believe, as a substitute in this one, and Gazdog. And it just it's a tough, tough team. Um, Gazdog gave us a fit last yeah. time we played. So, yeah. So yeah. away to Subaru Park, uh, potentially on Tuesday. I believe that's the day that's been set. And no matter what, though Miami will also play on August 19th in either a third place match or a final uh in the league's cup it's not you know obviously determined which one yet because they have to play on 15th but because they won tonight there are still two games remaining for Miami league's cup no matter what yeah and that gives us an opportunity to make it we've basically got two games to make it to the conca calf champions um 
obviously if we win the if we right. win the finals obviously we make it if not we go for i think third place and if we get third place we'd also make it so that's all for it as well i want to give a, another quick shout out to one of our sponsors here laqua azura i uh, can't say enough great things about them for all pool servicing and, and pool maintenance here in south florida <laughs> You can go ahead and check them out at the website you see below, laquazuda.com. Uh, they do a great job. Over 20 years in the business, five-star on Google reviews. Uh, and they will give you a free quote for any project that you hit them up with. And if you do sign up for pool servicing with Laquazuda and you mention our show, Messi & Co. with Five Reasons Sports, they will give you your first month free. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Laquazuda. Oh, man, a lot going on tonight, Gian. And it's been every single day that we've had a lot going on. Um, yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to touch back on a lot of the conversation and discourse that we've had over the week. Uh, again, on the midfield, but not about Benha, not about Sergio, and and not about Dixon Arroyo, but substitution appearance from Dixon or not Dixon, sorry, Diego Gomez. So promising one, especially going forward, was it not? Yeah, yeah, that was actually nice to see. Like I, you know, once the the game was pretty much, um, I don't know if under wraps, but it was very very well controlled. So. Why not give the guy that is very promising, a promising player, somebody that uh, Tata confides in very much that he handpicked himself the opportunity to come in um, after having, you know, maybe not uh, not the 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 best start. Uh, not to say he played bad, but you know, it was, he was uh, came in highly uh, spoken about, and I think that he did very well. He did very well today. Um, we saw him go up as we always uh, expect him to go up and attack. He also, I saw a good, a few good plays on defense. He brought the ball up very well. So I'm actually happy for what we saw from Gomez. Um, and that's kind of the approach that I, I had kind of suggested from the very beginning with him is to kind of ease him into the whole system little by little. I, I put Gian on the touchline, put Gian on the touchline. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's tough to say, you know, swap him in for you know to, to start over Kremaski. that's a decision i'll leave for data but i've just always thought that again you want to bring him in slowly you don't want to rush him um sometimes when you rush things obviously they don't come out like like you want them to but i think that uh, he definitely had a good performance today it's very promising and and we'll we'll see if data kind of rides this same pattern the the next couple of games with with gomez coming in i i think he does honestly i think that's probably how, to, how it'll be also just depending on the game um if the game is kind of uh, in control at the end, he'll come in. Or if maybe Kremaski's maybe have because all, obviously all players can you know maybe have a down game. If, if Kremaski's having a down game, maybe he comes in a little earlier. But I I, I love the approach and I, I hope he he kind of continues this approach over the next couple of games for sure. And as we wrap up here, I think one thing that you know we've already talked about kind of subconsciously, but it's going to become even more evident down the stretch is that there are a lot of position battles in this team. There are oh, mm -hmm. with Joseph and Campana with Karmeshki and Diego Gomez. We still haven't seen Fukundo Farias come in. What will that be like with Robert Taylor? We still haven't seen Tomas Aviles come in. What will that be like with any shift in the center backs of the back line? Krivstav or Miller, who have looked slow sometimes in transition. So a lot of conversations there to be had going down the stretch. Uh, Gian, give us a, some final thoughts here and going into Tuesday. What, what do you think about the matchup against Philadelphia? Just real quickly. Okay, so um, real quick tidbit uh, before we do that. One thing, especially just talking about like the different uh, positions and the different uh, competitions we're going to have for some of these places, I just want to say that 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 did mention, and this is something interesting to keep an eye out on, that Facundo Farias, depending on what the game plan is, 
can play at the nine position. So mm. that's just something to keep in mind from the word uh, from the mouth of Tata Martino. So with Joseph and Campana, you know, struggling at times and maybe you know not not, not being as aggressive as they should, Tata has left the door open for uh, Facundo Farias to play the nine. So just something to keep an eye out on. Um, but in regards to what's next uh, for for Inter, I, th I think that. Um, like you mentioned, it's definitely going to be a lot tough, uh, a lot tougher game. It's going to be uh, against a tougher opponent, and it's going to be an away game. So we already saw a very resilient team in Dallas. We saw a very resilient team that went down multiple times, didn't give up, and came back at the end to take that win away from home. So I think that that was a really good game to kind of prepare us for what we're going to be up for in Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia is a, a tough team, a, a really well attacking team, and uh, I think that we can pull it off. I with with Messi uh, captaining the team, I'm I'm really not. Uh, I I feel like uh, kind of unstoppable. I feel like we can beat anybody, but not to say it's going to be a walk in the park. I don't think that that either. I think this is going to be a really tough game, and um, what a test because. Uh, it looks very much to me like we might be facing uh, the LA team in the finals, who's just uh, on a tear. So, if uh, this is going to be a really important game, and I definitely uh, can't wait to see what what happens. So, uh, with that, you know, we're gonna we've kind of come to the end of the post game show where we had a, an interesting game today, one that was a bit different from what we kind of had been accustomed to so far with with Inter, but nonetheless. Uh, a game that we scored four goals and uh, now we rest and next week we'll be facing Philadelphia. So just make sure you guys tune in to the next, uh, we'll, we, we'll be having a episode this week and then obviously we'll be doing the post game as well on after the Philadelphia match, which hopefully ends up being a win. We want to thank our sponsors uh, as always. Make sure you guys tune in. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Apple Music, uh, on Apple, uh, on the Apple Podcast, as well as on YouTube. So, thank you guys. Hope you guys have a good night, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.